Welcome back to TMR's Check-In Podcast. I'm Daniel McCarthy, the Editor-in-Chief and Vice President at Travel Market Report. In this episode, we're thrilled to have Paige Blunt, the Senior Manager of Direct Connect and One Order at the Airlines Reporting Corp, or ARC, to share her extensive experience in the travel industry and to talk to us a little bit about what's happening with the most recent NDC moves by American Airlines and United. With over three decades of experience in travel, Paige has a wealth of knowledge to share with us, both from her time at American, where she worked as the manager of travel agency services at Control, and at ARC, where she currently works as the senior manager of Direct Connect. During our conversation, Paige spoke about what's happening with NDC content and its impact on the travel industry. For those of you who aren't familiar, NDC stands for New Distri Distribution Capability which is a travel industry supported program that allows airlines to provide what they call richer and more personalized content to travel agents and consumers. It's very much seen as the future of ticketing for corporate agencies and for agencies who currently ticket through a GDS, but it's adoption, which picked up steam this month when American United both moved full time to NDC content hasn't come without a lot of difficulties for travel agencies. Um, there's a lot of questions about ancillary products, about refunds, about ticket changes, things like that. And we talk a little bit about those difficulties in this episode and then talk to Paige about what she sees as the best strategy for advisor adoption of NDC. Um, I hope the content in, in this podcast is relevant for you. I know NDC is becoming an incredibly difficult topic for a lot of advisors. We talk a little bit about those difficulties in this episode and talk about what Paige sees as the best strategy for a, a advisor adoption of NDC. I hope you find this content relevant and informing and helps you somewhat with, with this transition that the industry is undertaking right now. I want to thank Paige for her time and I want to also thank all of you for listening. Without further ado, let's check in with Paige. Hi, Paige. Thanks for taking the time to talk to me today, Paige. My pleasure. Happy to do it. Thank you for the invitation. Yeah. And you're based in Texas. Is that right? You know, I am. Yes. Um, I am one of the fortunate people that work from home. I mean, fully work from home. And, and I was one of the originals kind of uh, to ARC to, to do that. Um, so, yeah, I'm in Texas. It's nice getting warm here. So I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm in New York, so it's getting warm here, too. But uh but I know you have experience. Is Did you end up in Texas? Because I know you had a role with American for a long time. I did, yes. Um, I was with American for many years. Probably not want to say exactly how many, but it was a little over 20, actually. But uh, yeah, so I started out in Tulsa with them and then got transferred down here with a new job. And, and then, you know, the merger kind of happened and Lori, I had known ARC for a long time, worked on a lot of different projects with them. Lori knew that uh, they had offered me an opportunity, but I couldn't move um, to Arizona. And um, so she called and said, hey, would you want to come and work for ARC? And I said, great, I just can't move. And she's yeah. like, that's fine. No worries. So, yeah. 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 yeah well, I, so. So you, I know you don't, uh, you spent, so you spent a long time with American. I mean, you, a lot of times you spent was on the travel agency side, right? Right. One of the travel agencies, I had um, the specific appointment group, which actually worked on accreditation with um, American at the time. 
I did had the uh, audit team that looked at all the travel agency transactions, debit memo servicing, um, and then risk management. So I kind of had a, a kind of an array <laughs> through the travel agency world. Yeah, I mean, just hearing you talk, talk about that, those are a lot of, uh, over the, especially since the pandemic, we've heard a lot about a lot of that stuff uh, from <laughs> travel agencies. And I imagine, I mean, it's you probably have experienced a lot of what the travel agency people have experienced, a lot of advisors, like you you know what the pain points are, I guess. Uh, I do. Just, I have I have some good insight. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's a, definitely, it's a very unique business for sure. Yeah, I mean, so was it a learning curve for you to learn all this stuff? I'm, I just because I know we have a lot of people coming to the industry now. A lot of the, these terms are big, big terms that need a level of understanding that's sometimes difficult to get. I mean, for you, what was sort of the learning curve like? Well, you know, when I started with American, um, I kind of started in, in an area that I knew nothing about, um, which was actually in the the servicing of these debit memos, right? I mean, with American. Um, and so I asked a lot of questions. I was very curious. I didn't just go with this is what it is. I wanted to understand. I want to tell me why, not just the this is it. Um, and ask a lot of questions and was able to, you know, work my way through and up in American because I was kind of inquisitive and I asked those kinds of questions and I went to people in sales and marketing to understand why decisions were made, why contracts were written in a certain way. Um, and then, you know, as as we all do in our careers, we move up, we expand our breadth of knowledge um, and take on new responsibilities. So it is kind of just the way I have been working through my whole career, actually. Um, and then when I went into the a payments area for a very short time, um, you know, that was a huge learning curve as well. You yeah. apply what you know and hope that you can bring something to that new job. Um, and then I did the same thing at, at ARC. Uh, I had a good background, uh, but was working in things that I had no idea. Sometimes you're in those meetings and you're like, what did anybody just say? Because I don't know <laughs> uh, what, what just happened. And I've been in the industry a long time. So, uh, you know, you just, you, you kind of morph into it and you sponge, you really act like a sponge. Um, which is the way to, I think, to really kind of get your feet wet and, and, and take it all in. Yeah. yeah and I want to ask about ARC. I, I want to talk about the NDC change uh, too, but I just want to ask because you've been, you've had a relationship with the travel trade for, for a long time. I mean, <laughs> how have you experienced their changes? I mean, how have you seen that channel change during your time in the industry? Um, how have the relationships changed? How have the people changed? Like, are there any big, big moments that you can talk about? You know, there are some big moments I've seen. Um, well, if you remember back in 1995, there was a commission cap, yeah. right? That came into existence. That was awful for the travel agency community. Um, and every airline, you know, put that into being, unfortunately, for them. Um, it was difficult, but they also learned to be more, very resourceful. And we at ARC even had a, a product now called ARC Pay. It used to be called the Travel Agency Service Fee. But they, you know, they have learned how to, you know, really apply fees for their services that they're giving to their customers. So they have really morphed. They have really changed with the times. It might not have always been uh, the desired way to have to play in a space, 
but they've made it work in most cases. Again, they're very, very intelligent, resourceful group for sure. Um, all right. So what I, we spoke about your time with American, but now you're in this new role with you were in this role with ARC. I mean, what what's your role within ARC right now? Well, my title is that I'm the, the senior manager of, of Direct Connect in One Order. Okay. Um, I do a lot of different things. Um, my main goal is to be sure that we are out in the marketplace, that people understand what ARC's Direct Connect product does, how we enhance that. Um, you know, the NDC schema and the way airlines are wanting to connect with their customers. Um, my goal is to increase ARC's presence in that space. Um, and then also looking even forward, even further to the one order uh, new mechanism that's coming or, or will be coming and what that's going to look like for ARC as well as for all of our customers. So it, I, I have a pretty inclusive role, um, but I can't say it's fully defined. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you can obviously correct me if I'm wrong with any of this stuff I'm talking about because uh, because I know there's a lot of information about NDC, about 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 Direct Connect that maybe uh, you could be a little sharper on and know more about than I do. But um, I was hoping we could start with NDC um, because that's come up the last couple of weeks, uh, a pretty significant news for a lot of the corporate agencies that I speak to and even some, some of the leisure agencies. Um, NDC has been around a long time, right? Yes. Yeah, it has yeah. been around a long time. I mean, you know, IATA created this schema, the new distribution capability, um, and it was supposed to be a um, really an industry standard for a new way to provide access to, you know, customized shopping capability. And that was back in 2015 when this all started. So it has been around for a while. It has not been as mainstream as it is now because it was in its infancy. Um, but truly, um, things really started to pick up really more. I think I want to say about 2018. Okay. I have been on these groups for a long time with IATA. And so I've seen it morph into really what it is today. Yeah. And so you, you touched on a little bit, but what was the thought behind implementing something like NDC, uh, especially for the travel agency side? Well, today, um, if, or at least even back then, right? And um, when you, when an agency would look at their, what we're gonna call it a green screen on their GDS, you know, they would see all sorts of different fares and prices and booking codes for specific routes and things, but they didn't have visibility into what kind of seat can I offer? What kind of meal does do they give to somebody? Do they have baggage? You know, all of those, what we're calling today as ancillaries, they didn't have visibility. They could have great upper options in pricing for the airfare itself, but for the other things, they really didn't have that capability. But if you went to the airlines.com site, you had all that information. You had the ability to look at different uh, options for your customer. Maybe you know that that person always wants an aisle seat or they always like to have a, a meal. You know, you, you have that capability on the dot-com. What NDC is made to do is to allow customization for customers, for travelers. It is allowing the rich, what they're calling rich content to be able to be sent to an agency in an aggregator platform so that the agency can also see all of that capability that the airline wants to offer. And they can personalize the offer for their traveler right from their own desktop 
instead of going to the dot-com site. So it, it seems like a fairly significant shift and, and a fairly significant change for a lot of these agencies. It is, yeah. definitely. And it's it's a it's a mindset change for them as well because they've done business in the way that they always have with the GDS for some, you know, 30 years. And this is very, very different. Yeah. Benefits and, 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 and detriments as well for them yeah. just yeah. because it's technology change. Yeah, and I know uh, I know technology change again, like you mentioned, brings a lot of learnings and it brings a lot of <laughs> it brings a lot of things people need to adapt to. And I think we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, but there's this term that uh, people talk about now when it comes to this it's called NDC ready. I was hoping you could explain that term a little bit to us too. NDC ready uh, is really a just whether or not you are working with an aggregator and an aggregator, a little definition there. I hope you don't mind, but an aggregator is someone who can bring in all of this different NDC content and display it in a way that you can actually shop. So in the way kind of you do with a GDS, you're just looking at fares and prices. This isn't what an aggregator does, but it allows all this other rich content to be displayed at once. And so NDC ready means, do you have a relationship with a partner who's an aggregator, who's able to give you visibility to this rich content that the airlines would like to be able to offer you. And, you know, some, everyone is doing it a little differently. So to say there's one way to be NDC ready really isn't a, an option um, because agencies really find their way individually. And, okay. and it's not just kind of like you have a GDS and you choose which GDS you want to use. You need to choose your aggregator partner and your airline that you're going to partner with. So what's the difference between a, a GDS and an aggregator? What would the differences be? And then are there any examples of aggregators? I know you said there's a lot out there and it depends on a specific agencies with specific needs, but I'm sure there's some examples of, of oh, some that are being used. Yeah, definitely. Um, so a GDS, let's just talk about that first. That is where we were talking, like I say, about a, a green screen or in, at times a point and click opportunity, but they don't have this rich data. But the GDSs are all morphing uh, another piece of their business into being aggregators also. Okay. So there are different partitions within the GDS, if you want to call it that. So in the case of, say, Amadeus, you have an Amadeus GDS, but you also have an Amadeus NDC platform. And the same with Saber and the same with Travelport. But then there are also just uh, companies that are only aggregators like Travel Fusion, Duffel. There are many different uh, aggregator companies out there that are supplying this content exclusively, not having this partition like one of the traditional GDSs does. We saw some news this month about American <laughs> and I saw some news recently about United too, about you know significant changes and a lot of the corporate agents I speak to are, are sort of, this is the hot topic for, for the last couple of weeks has been this NDC switch. Uh, like you mentioned, there's a lot of learning going on. There's a lot of adapting going on. I was hoping you could talk to us a little bit about that. I mean, American was the first one to sort of make this big move this month. Um, does ARC have a role when, when these kind of moves are made from a major airline like American? We do. Um, there's a couple things. Talking about American first. Um, you know, American did make their big announcement. I think it was maybe back in December that April 1 was their day, right? Yeah. And they were kind of drawing a line in the sand because they wanted this shift to happen. And 
while it's been out there and they have been dangling options for agencies for quite a while now, probably a few years, it really hasn't taken hold, right? And so in order to really start moving this forward and providing their customers and their travelers with some options that they can't get today in the GDS, you know, America was very, very specific. This is what we want to do. This is where we want to go. Art plays a role in that because today, American fulfills all of their NDC uh, transactions with a company called Fairlogix. Mm -hmm. And they send all of the shopping messages to Fairlogix. And then Fairlogix does the actual ticketing. Fairlogix transactions come to us today and have for many, many years. Um, and they come to us looking just like another uh, airline ticket that's processing through our system. So agents have the ability to see all of their transactions, whether or not they're an NDC transaction or a GDS transaction within our system on our interactive agent reporting tool that they use. They also get all of those transactions on their back office system file, which is called a boss file. Okay. So there is a pretty seamless experience for these agencies when an airline is using Fairlogix. So speaking of American, I know the, the agencies I spoke to this week had some concerns and I know maybe you won't be able to talk about a lot of these because this might be a question for American, but there seems to be, the, the worry seems to be that there might be a lot of extra work for agencies uh, required of an agent for ticketing when they're using, when they're booking through an NDC now, other than when they used to book traditionally through the GDS, like we spoke about. Um, is that your feeling, I mean, not, not just now, because I, we spoke about how this would be extra work for, for learning, but in the future, I mean, does ARC feel that this is going to put an extra burden on, on travel agencies and travel advisors? It's a great question. It is, it's a little difficult to say. Yeah. It, Americans API or Americans API or their, um, their actual schema is fully robust, but it's not necessarily only them. It is what their aggregator can intake and how they process and put push out the information for the agencies to see. And every aggregator is in a little different position because maybe they are a little further ahead. Maybe they're a little further behind. Maybe their focus is on a particular type of transaction and they haven't rolled out another piece of the schema and, and they will. And they're going to continue to uh, provide this additional capability. But I'm not sure that everyone was 100% in the same place on yeah. day one. And I think that's where some of this concern is coming from the agents going, I want everything to work on day one. And I'm not particularly sure that everything could happen on day one. But I, I'm not an agent, so I really can't speak to exactly what they're seeing. I'm reading a lot in the press like you. So I'm hearing some examples. That's what I'm hearing too, is examples. Like I mentioned in the beginning, like I'm, I'm not booking travel either. Um, so <laughs> I'm I'm hearing these uh, from from agencies. Can, let's, so let's talk about Art Direct Connect, because I know that's related to what we're speaking about now. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what Art Direct Connect is and how it's relevant for these travel agencies? Uh, definitely. I mean, when we uh, originally, you know, heard about NDC and the capabilities it was going to offer, you know, we saw that there potentially was going to be a shift in the way airlines were going to be reporting sales. As technology has really increased and advanced and changed, I mean, ARC had to provide and to really look deep inside to say, how can we 
help our stakeholders, you know, change this particular landscape. We now have an opportunity with this to be able to offer a direct connect solution. We already talked about the Fair Logic solution, we, and that's in place. But our direct connect in solution with NDC really gives airlines a little bit of extra capability. So they can send us a, we can ingest a spur file. We can also ingest a ret file. And a ret file is truly the uh, equivalent to what a uh, US domestic ASP ARC file is, but it's for the international markets. So the system provider reporting file, which is our spur file, is our normal way we ingest all of the data today. But the RET file, which uh, to be honest, I can't give you the acronym for the, the, right, the definition, yeah. um, is IATA's, right? And IATA settled the rest of the world except for the US today. So airlines like British Airways, who was our very first launch partner, um, back in 2018, they decided they wanted to send us this RET format because that's what they're used to, right? So they wanted to send that to us. And we have a relationship with IATA where the airline can send their files to IATA and IATA then sends the American portion to us and we can process it. We drop it into our system. We provide the same customization for our agents and we give them the opportunity to see all of that on their backend system. Now, one of the big things that we offer these airlines is a little bit of customization when those files come into us. And we have some airlines like British who send it on the RET file. And we have some airlines like United that send it to us um, on a SPARF file. So we can receive both files within our system. We ingest them in a very similar manner. The airline is whole on the back end because we do settle and report all those transactions. But we offer the airline the capability of allowing these transactions to be locked down, which if they want to, the agency can't touch them. They can't change any of the fields. We have five modifiable fields that they might be able to change, like a, a commission field. Nothing that was gonna change the integrity of the ticket, but we allow them to make a couple of changes. But that can all be locked down with an NDC file. And so that way, because the airline is truly pricing this transaction, they feel that that is a strong capability for them to be able to know that the file is going to pass through exactly as it was sent. So in a, this way, we've been able to, one, assist our airlines, and we've been able to really assist our agencies as well, because they still have full visibility to the transactions. It will, it'll, it'll give, and it also seems like to give the industry a larger picture of what exactly is happening uh, when it comes to these tickets as well, because I know when I spoke to, I spoke to Lori last year, yeah. she mentioned that that was ARC's, that was, seems to be ARC's main goal right now is to be able to aggregate this kind of data and able to paint the appropriate picture of, of what's happening inside the industry. Exactly. I mean, very true. I mean, that is, you know, we, we want to be able to provide as much information about transactions and about the airline industry and what's happening within it. Um, and, you know, we want to be able to have all that data so that we can provide that information. Um, and the Direct Connect program has allowed us to do so. We have a pretty extensive onboarding process um, for an airline. It takes between three and five months for them to really onboard because we do a lot of testing of different files and scenarios. But it has really worked out well. And, and we have a, a, a list right now of 
10 airlines that are in waiting to, to get started. We're, you know, kind of in different processes with all of them um, in testing, but it, it's really worked well and, and, and we're proud of, proud of what we've been able to accomplish so far. All right. Um, so I have a few, only a few more questions and, and I just want to wrap it up with a few more on the NDC uh, issue. Yeah, sure. Um, I know, and I, again, I know these. A lot of these questions might be for for an, for an airline as opposed to for ARC, but I, I was hoping maybe you could you would have some uh, guidance on some of them. But does an agency need it to do anything special for NDC now? I mean, we spoke about how it's changing the way they're booking. We they're going with an aggregator instead. I mean, is there anything else that an agency needs to be aware of when it comes to, to this sort of change? Well, I mean, I, I think other than knowing that you have an aggregator, but I think they have to ask a lot of questions, at least from what I'm reading and, and hearing, is that they're, while I think the uh, GDS aggregators have done a lot of webinars and different things to be able to promote and to answer questions, and the airlines have done the same. Okay. Um, I think there are still some obvious questions that are being asked and that we're not, they're not quite sure how to manage. And so I think it is definitely needs to be an open dialogue between the GDS aggregator partners and the airlines and the agents, because um, just because you answer something one way for one person doesn't mean that the second person understood that same concept. Okay. Um, so I think that education is still key and will be um, for the next, you know, foreseeable future. Yeah, that's what it seems to be on my end too, because I mean, a lot of the questions I'm getting is how is, uh, how is the NDC going to be handling purchases that need to be refunded, especially ancillary purchases, things like that? That that's a worry I hear from agents. Uh, also, with irregular operations, there seems to be what happens with NDC tickets in that way too. Um, but but it, like like you mentioned, the uh, the answer seems to be maybe a little more communication between the two stakeholders in these transactions. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. And and things like schedule changes, those happen for every airline every day in multiple multiple sessions a day I mean it it just is the way of the world um, they're shifting times they're shifting you know uh, schedule and so definitely that is an issue and I, I've seen that for sure um, yeah. and I think that it is it's it's understanding how to manage the business because the airline would not have just opened something up where we didn't have a, a thought process on how to manage it um, but you have to ask and you have to communicate to understand how to kind of move forward. And with that, I guess my last question is, would that would be your advice to the these agencies who are maybe feeling overwhelmed with this the last the last month or so? Uh, talk to the talk to your airline and then talk to the airline, but talk to your GDS or your aggregator partner because the aggregator partners have done this. They have been through this. They have um, while they all have all have FAQs and things like that that you can search yourself. They, they also have a lot of information themselves about different situations that have been happening. But I would also say, you know, if, if you're a travel agency and you have um, a friend travel agent out there, maybe they've experienced something also that could help you. So even talking to your um, your friendly competitors, shall we say, that might, it might assist you as well. Um, but, you know, other than that, I, I can't, because I don't have direct insight into how these work, I, that's the only real avenue that I can uh, suggest. Um, and unfortunately, the, the, there is no other real um, place for that information. Yeah, well, uh, I know, like you mentioned, the collaboration is key, uh, especially among advisors. 
everyone talks about the industry being sort of not non-competitive, but people not realizing people willingly to talk to other agents just to help them with the business. So I think that's definitely going to happen. But Paige, thank you so much. I know this was a, this might've been a difficult conversation for you just because you have a level of knowledge that maybe I don't have. So I really appreciate you, you speaking to me. Yeah, anytime. I'm, I'm yeah. thrilled to be asking and joined. Yeah, and uh, I'm hoping everything eventually is running very smoothly between, again, all these parties involved. Um, and I'm I'm sort of excited to see what the future is of, of NDC and, and how it impacts agency operations going forward. I agree. And uh, as more airlines come into this mix, as you said, United has uh, made an announcement about using Fairlogics also. Um, you know, as more airlines continue to move into this, I think it will be easier for agents. It's just right now, they've really kind of been, you know, they're just really starting out and, and it's new and change is difficult, um, but we all have been through a whole lot of change, especially since uh, 2020. So uh, it's just another another thing to, to push through and, and learn about. Yeah, well, it was really nice to talk to you. It was really nice to meet you. And uh, again, thanks so much for your time. You're welcome, thank you. All right, have a good one. Thanks, bye.